All right, welcome back to Tailgate Season, presented by the Cold Cans Network. I'm Logan, sitting here with Jordan, Kenny Stats. Be sure to give us five stars. Great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a voicemail. There's a link in the description. Just click here to leave us a voicemail. Any questions, any comments, anything you want to say, that's the place to hit us. And then check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com, for blog content and merch. Tailgate Season t-shirts are available. Hats are available. Coldcansnetwork.com slash shop. All right, Jordan, I know uh, before we get into the portal pandemonium and doing a little brief top four for the ACC later in the episode, uh, you had something you wanted to tell me at the top of the show. Yeah, I was uh, – so this guy, touchdown Taylor, was uh, not – didn't want to leave a voicemail apparently. But I, we need to start week. this off. And maybe we should just start the whole show off with this because this happens every week. What did Logan do in the last episode to piss off touchdown Taylor? Probably tell the truth. And so this week came to what what kind of fired me up, but I let it slide most of the episode, and then I came back to it last week. Uh, with State being the best team in the ACC in football. Straight facts, no printer, homie. You said that. Obviously, that's false. They lost a little bit. But I, I, at the way they were playing at the end of the year, they were the best team in the ACC. They, they literally played head-to-head. No, I'm sorry. Like I'm, you're not hearing what I'm saying. At the end of the year, they were playing the best football. They should have played again. It's no different than you saying Carolina's the best team in the ACC in Week Six. Oh yeah, well, they were in Week mean, Six, but now they're not. What 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 Logan really should have said? We were is playing the best football. They were in the, the ACC. That, there you go. The the hottest team in the ACC to yeah. end the season is really. I don't know. Florida State. What he should have said. Also. It, yeah, but they were, you know, Jordan Travis is not there, and the defense kind of, I mean, they 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 stepped up, but the offense stepped back at least a little bit. We'll never I think it would have been a good played. game between Florida State and uh, uh, the the third string Florida State quarterback. This this is strictly if, if directly that was for touchdown Taylor. This is directly for touchdown Taylor. I'm doubling down because the incarnations that we got of all of the teams. In the last week of the regular season, NC State, I didn't say they finished first in the league. I didn't say they won the ACC championship. Check your ears, because I said, and I'll say it again, the current incarnations of the teams, NC State was the best team in the ACC at the end of the regular season. I'm still say Florida State's better. But also, I'm not, I wasn't done with You can make that there. argument. I'm not going to say that's a bad argument, but I just think at the end of the year, the current incarnations of the team, NC State was the best team in the ACC. He said, and I quote, state would not even be the best team in the American conference. And I. <laughs> All right. That, that's, that's the easy okay. thing coming out there. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't actually believe that. There's no way he actually no. believes that. So uh, touchdown, Taylor. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you finally caught a catfish out there without me, um, wherever you were fishing tonight. But uh, I, I'd say what I had to say. And, you didn't and Taylor, you know, whenever you guys have to. Uh, fill up the gas tank in the boat and it's a little high. Just remember, you voted for this. <laughs> All right, that concludes our secondhand mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so portal pandemonium. Uh, dude, it's that time of the year. But the last couple of years we've seen it, but it's even more people. I think Carolina and State both have like 17 guys in the portal. We're expecting like 20-some um, this year. I've been following the portal recruiting put pretty closely for State. Um, we're, we didn't really lose, but like one, maybe two guys that actually produced this year. And to the portal, it was mostly like 
two and three deep guys that weren't getting a lot of playing time. Uh, but we are actually doing quite well in the portal this year. And the things that are coming out from the people in the know who of whom I, tr- I trust and have not ever been wrong when they say things, it's going to be a good year for state in the portal. Wesley Grimes, the wide receiver from Wake, that's a Millbrook kid committed to NC state. We, uh, we picked up um, the starting center from Notre Dame. So we got an O-line and we picked up a redshirt freshman uh, called, I think it was Valen Erickson from Missouri, another O-lineman. Um, and then the, I don't know anything, the signs we were, cause based on some cancellations we had from visits from quarterbacks from other schools, things are kind of signaling towards possibly Grayson McCall is going to be Wolfpack bound. Um, don't know anything on that strictly conjecture, but we are, I didn't know you could do this. I was going to ask you guys, do you know, you could bet on all this NC state is the betting favorite for Grayson McCall's portal, uh, rehoming. I didn't even know that was even a thing. Yeah, they give Vegas lines, but I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen where you can bet on it on DraftKings or anything like that. I, I saw that same tweet, too, that had uh, State as the favorite to land uh, Grayson McCall. But, yeah, uh, and uh, about, the, about the Grayson McCall situation, I feel like maybe when somebody's listening to this podcast this week, this could be old news that Grayson McCall could be may possibly be uh, a wolf packer by the end of this week. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of gaining some traction. is what I'm hearing. It does. And honestly, like if you look at the wide receiver recruiting class, we have coming in with Paler and Anderson, if we can hang on to Anderson, Casey obviously is coming back, picked up Wesley Grimes, who got who we were heavily recruiting out of high school. And then the rumors are still floating out there. If you look at their social media interactions between uh, Wesley Grimes and and Lex Thomas and one Noah Rogers, wide receiver from the rally, I think from Rollsville, uh, who is at Ohio State this year. You know, we could be filling up the wide receiver room with more talent than we've had in a long, long time. Uh, I would love to get Grayson McCall personally. One of the most efficient quarterbacks, you know, over his tenure at Coastal completing like 70% of his passes. I think he had like 88 touchdowns, only like 14, maybe 16 picks. Um, a one-year bridge with Grayson McCall. I mean, it's the new era we're in, right? Like we're not going to be getting guys <laughs> and typically having them stay four years at the quarterback position anymore. Kenton, I'm curious, your thoughts, and Jordan, even yours too as a Carolina guy, like Grayson McCall and Wolfpack Red, what do you think? I, I mean, I like it too. I mean, I think this is uh, basically a Brennan Armstrong 2.0. I mean, you get him for one year, an established quarterback that looked good a couple of years ago and kind of struggled last year or this this past season. Injuries was probably most of his uh, issues. I don't think it was Tim Beck being his uh, head coach. I think it was just just injuries is what ended up uh, calling his season. But uh, hopefully he goes back to the, the 2020 or 2022. Basically uh, every year McCall. until last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the twenty twenty two Grayson McCall and uh, not the uh, this past year Grayson McCall if he comes to NC State. But again, the signs are pointing that way. It's just a matter of time sure, when he's yeah. going to decide. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I do think that we're going to get one more quarterback. I don't know who yeah. it's going to be. Um, it'll probably be maybe somebody like the FCS level. We're or, uh, just, we're hosting the backup the or the the QB from Marshall this weekend. Okay. Okay. So be, that would be a solid backup option. 
here here's something that that's always interesting. So we landed the the lineman from Notre Dame. Yeah, state played Notre Dame this this past year. We're we're hosting the Marshall quarterback. Uh, state played Marshall this year. Uh, Riley Leonard. We haven't talked about him yet. Uh, just uh, committed at the day of this podcast recording to Notre Dame. Notre Dame played Duke this past year. What's up with all these teams that are playing each other? And then uh, next season, they're transferring to those schools that either beat them or uh, is it a beat them and join them? Is it the AU kind of mentality that we have now? And then if like the tampering, I don't know. But then on top of that, if you think about it, the O-lineman that we got from Missouri, who's their head coach? Former OC, oh, yeah. Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, dr- if we yeah, get Grayson McCall, us out on that one for sure. <laughs> if we get Grayson McCall, who was his head coach this past year? Former OC, Tim Beck, Wesley Grimes. We played against him. He went to Wake Forest. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's another good point. Like the Riley Leonard thing was the least surprising news of the portal, just because he put a no contact tag out when he entered the portal. Everybody, you know, with with a brain knew he was uh, headed to South Bend. Uh. uh tampering maybe uh maybe the ncaa should have that should investigate that <laughs> maybe you guys should lose scholarships and have a 10-year window where it gets thrown out the thing about tampering is yeah i 100 percent believe it happens i know that notre dame oh, tampered yeah. with riley leonard it's just how we prove it you know it's yeah. back channeling it's like that's um, what Dabo gets real mad about when he gets fired up about the portal and he starts being like by god you know is yeah, these kids you, you can't i mean let's let's face it it was getting even in college basketball with that going on, I, there's no doubt in my mind that that's what drove the, the portal had something to do with it. Also the mindset and the overall, you know, change of the game uh, is what drove Kay and Roy to out is what yeah. I think happened. It's the change of the game. And it's probably Jay Wright too. in Villanova. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. These older coaches that couldn't adapt, wouldn't adapt because honestly their method had worked for so long. Is, yeah, is now like, from hey. Nike. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> but I just I, now, now on the on hey the, under the table. Hey, whatever it takes. The uh, the Grayson McCall thing to state. I, I I'm not that worried about it, and you can take this. I'm not that worried about it as a Carolina fan. I mean, I know Grayson McCall didn't do a lot with what he had. I'm not saying it's a bad get for you guys because you know. It's it's a pretty good get with especially you losing MJ and you had Brennan Armstrong, but Kenshin, I like your comparison with Brennan Armstrong there because honestly he didn't produce the last year at Virginia. He comes to state, he obviously does. He struggles a little bit at the beginning. He gets benched, then MJ goes out and he comes back and leads the pack to you know nine wins. That I mean I, I can see the same thing happen with McCall turning around a little bit with State. Anxious to see what happens with him. And how he adjusts to the ACC style of play. It's a different world. It's a different world than uh, Coastal Carolina. However, um, oh, yeah. you know, it's it still is a good get for state. I just, when I hear that, I, I'm not terrified by it. Just like you're not terrified by Carolina getting the Texas A&M quarterback. No. I mean, well, I mean you know, it I, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I get it. And I mean, that quarterback doesn't scare me because... We've won three straight years with your two best quarterbacks of all time. So why would I be yeah. scared? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not worried about <laughs> but it. you're going to see the rivalry. Rivalry jokes aside, I, like I'm with you guys. I, I'm not. See, I look at Grayson a little bit differently than Brennan because I don't look at Grayson as being like he just had a bad year. 
Brennan just had a bad year back in his last year of Virginia. Grayson was fighting injuries, and that worries me on another level. You know with what I mean? Him, with, it was concussion. He was fighting injuries himself? He, he, no, I he got hurt. He didn't play half the year at okay. uh, Coastal. This yeah, he, I didn't follow yeah, they, that. They yeah. hung him up like halfway through the season. They yeah. told him to, to sit out or whatever, or yeah. he chose to sit out, one of the two. Either way, he didn't play the full season. Yeah, that, that the durability aspect, because he's taking a lot of hits uh, playing that style that he did under Jamie Chadwell. Uh, is it catching up with him? I hope not. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he balls out if he ends up in Raw. I hope he balls out if he goes US, UCF. I don't care. But I, I, I don't look at last year as being like he just had a bad year. I think he was learning a new offense and then he got injured. Like, it, it, But he didn't have the numbers in the games he did play. He was like he still played well, but he didn't have the numbers that he did under that Jamie Chadwell offense. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt if, for me as a betting standpoint, before this year, you tell me Grayson McCall is the quarterback for Coastal, and I'm like, okay, I can take Coastal, pretty much do whatever they want to do. And then, you know, obviously I got burned a couple of times from it, but um, I didn't realize he was battling concussions, which, you know, concussions, you can have you have one or two, three, and then next thing you know, it becomes the your career. Like, yeah. let's think about this. Logan Thomas for the Washington yep. Commanders. That's another one. Uh, who was the other guy in the NFL that had a million, it seemed like, and had to end up, you know, um, I mean, that's all you thought about with him. And so I can't think of his name, but it, it comes down to concussions. They can tend to avalanche, which is a problem. And obviously things are bigger than football, but, um, you know, hopefully that's not the case uh, because, you know, you saw, as, and I'm pointing to Logan Thomas, which is somebody I used a lot. But with him, he was, you know, when, when he's on the field, great tight end for the commanders. When he's not, you know exactly what happened. And every time he takes a hit, you're like, oh, shit. Is this yeah. it? No, 100 There was somebody that. There was somebody this year that uh, medically retired because of concussions. Yeah. I can't remember exactly who it was. I think it was, was it JT Daniels. Which JT Daniels has been playing college ball for like eight years. So, I mean, he, he might have said he medically retired from football, but let's be real here. You were never getting into the NFL anyway, eight years senior. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it is a pretty serious thing. Luke Keekley. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Luke Keekley is a good example. example. That is his only yeah. reason he retired was concussions. Otherwise, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, one could say he. Well, I don't know. I have to look at the, his numbers. You could fight see, that he know. could still be there. Yeah, I think. I think he. I think he's going to at least. I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he he sneaks in there at the end of his uh, eligibility. I don't know if yeah. he rose if, if he had of, stayed like playing and stayed healthy. I think that Luke Heakley yeah, would have definitely been a first ballot Hall ballot, of Famer. No doubt. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. But uh, then shout out Peyton Wilson went in the Chuck Bednarik Bednarik, however you say it. Award for National Defensive Player of the Year, first in NC State history. I think he's a bitch, but I respect <laughs> it. That's all I'm going to say. About say that. I think that he's a, a bitch. A, I think he's a. Uh, I fucking hate him, but he deserved it. <laughs> that's fair. Heck of, I, I, heck I, of I a totally transition. Understand your viewpoint on that. <laughs> that, that heck of a all. transition to talk about Luke Keekley and then then and turn around and talk about Peyton Wilson. I mean, that was kind of uh, <laughs> he he set it up on a tee for me. So talk about <laughs> killer linebackers, but, and then it kind of close out the NC state stuff. Then we'll sh- shift over to Carolina. 
Um, God. It looks like uh, Cedric Bailey is locked in with his Wolfpack commitment. Nothing's done till the ink's dry on the paper of signing his letter of intent, but been some worried at Miami because he's from the Miami area. Uh, was going to swoop in and him flip on signing day. But he is kind of ex- like said, I'm locked in Wolfpack. I'm hoping that that stays true because I think he's going to be a talented uh, guy at the quarterback position. Then we flipped that, uh, I think, what was it, top 150 uh, linebacker from Kentucky, four-star kid. Yeah. We flipped him uh, over to NC State. Uh, so that was a big pickup for us. And then in the portal, Tamarcus Cooley from Maryland, the guy who we heavily recruited, uh, all indications look like he's. we have a good chance with him. Um, we're, we're in contact with Jordan waters, the Duke running back, which I would love to get him for a year. Um, then also the running back from, I believe he's from the Raleigh area, but he played at Georgia as a freshman this year, Hollywood Smothers. I believe we've been in contact with him. So like we've got some, some stuff rolling with the portal of kids that went to these bigger schools from the triangle, maybe didn't play right away that are kind of. We don't know. They're, they're, some of them are not in the portal officially, but they're probably going to be in the portal. Uh, it would love. I would love to be able to get the, these kids are talented. So I'd love to get them back, back home to our program. Let us develop them and have have those guys on the roster. But things are looking pretty good this off season for NC State. Like we have a borderline top twenty five recruiting class, which we've only had like one of in the last twenty years, and that was back in like twenty eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Um, so things are looking pretty good on our front. Switching over to Carolina, the big news, Jordan, you know, Drake May is uh, no surprise here. Announced he's going uh, to go to the NFL draft. Same with Tez Walker. I mean, both those guys were fantastic this year. They just need to go on and get paid. I don't blame them one bit. I know Carolina fans wish they could have him back, but like Jordan, I, I know that you're, you're, you're rational. So you're like, hey, I mean, go get paid, young man. I never thought I'd hear that come out of your mouth. Uh, oh, we're not 10 anymore. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, we still have those those fights uh, off the air. <laughs> but um, with that, I mean, obviously, let's think about it. Drake Mays got a chance to be probably, uh, you know, top five pick safely, I think. Um, yeah. Top three, perhaps. Um, I still think one of the best, one of the best draft picks, one of the best players in drafts, Marvin Harrison Jr., that's just my opinion. Um, but honestly, go get paid. Thank you for what you did. I appreciate you. Go get paid. The Because uh, it, it, if not, it could turn into the Sam Howell effect. Sam Howell is better than a fifth-round draft pick in the NFL. He was better than a fifth-round draft pick in the NFL. He just honestly had a terrible season, came out after that, and that's what happened. Sam Howell was a first-round draft pick if he leaves after – you know, his the, the year just one year before he's a first round draft pick. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, so go get paid. Tez, I, I didn't, I mean, I've watched him for a couple games. I don't see him being that high. I don't see him being drafted crazy high. He has talent alone. But, um, you know, once again, are we ever on this podcast going to say, hey, don't go get the money? Because let's face it, we were all. Old me, old me would have said, fuck you. Why'd you leave the university? Adult me sitting here close to 30 years old. And I <laughs> understand the financial burdens of everything. Go get paid. Yeah. Go Secure get paid. the bag. Yeah. Don't worry because injuries happen all the time. And, you know, I, I hate to keep beating the horse, but Sam Howell dropping from a first round to a fifth round. That is a prime fucking example. Worked uh, out for the commanders. 
Right. Yeah, I was gonna say that I was they very got a steal happy with in Washington draft. picking him up at at that late <laughs> of a round. Me and yeah. Kyle both were. Chaos Kyle and I both were talking. We were like, you know, we're okay with that. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, honestly, you get first round talent off a bad year to that. That's what could well, happen with these other guys. You got to understand, Chaos Kyle thinks that, and he's not completely <laughs> wrong, but he doesn't. He thinks that Sam Howell is a one trick pony and isn't very good. I think he's come around a little bit with how well Sam has played overall this year. Don't want to speak for the guy. Because who knows what kind of hot take Kyle will dish out next week. But uh, Kyle's never been a big saying that Sam is good kind of kind of guy. And uh, I think he proved himself a little bit this year. But back to the, you know, Cedric Gray, I think, that left. Yep. No doubt, good linebacker. He's going to get drafted, I feel like. Um, Third best linebacker in the ACC this year. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't leave him. Miles Murphy. Uh, but. You know, the fact the talent that's there, sure. Maybe you take a chance. What else do you have to lose with stuff like that? Um, you know, I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of question marks for the Carolina football team next year. And um we've been spoiled for the past we Carolina, for some people listening, I didn't go there. But um <laughs> the fact that it's you know, four or uh, five years have been with, with Carolina, and you've had Sam Howell, and then you switched to Drake May. And honestly, the records didn't show it, but Carolina has been spoiled with quarterback play. And so you have to take that and just – you have to take the good with the bad. You don't know what's happening this year um, coming in. But to be fair, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's going to go on. I mean, like, <laughs> if you get 8-4 every year, doesn't matter. This year was a little bit of a letdown for Carolina, but realistically, any other year, if you turn it eight and four, nine and three, whatever you can be in the ACC and you're a triangle team like this podcast is focused around, you're going to be satisfied. So I'm hoping that happens again with Carolina, but there's a lot of question marks coming into next season. I'm like, I don't keep up with the portal as much as I probably should as a Carolina fan, but um, from what y'all are saying, you have stuff coming in. It's just all about the play on the field because we can talk who comes in, who does this recruit stars, whatever. It don't mean shit until you get on the field. Yeah. And look, I, I agree with that. That's one thing that like Kyle and I have had many heated debates, a healthy debate over in the past where Kyle's like stars don't matter. I was like, stars do matter. I was like, what you're saying is the stars don't matter if the coaching doesn't develop them. But if you take a, on average, a one-star kid and a five-star kid with the same like really good coaching staff, the five-star kid's going to be better. Right. <laughs> he just has more natural talent. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Takes talent to develop it. Right. And, you know, I feel like we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I went on my little soapbox about um, <laughs> Mac's whole mindset on the thing, on the Carolina program. And, oh, I'm just happy to be here. But I'm done with that. Max is ready for the offseason. So he, he can eat some banana pudding. Man. Watch Matlock. <laughs> he looks like Matlock a little bit. <laughs> he does look like Matlock. Matlock, Matt. Matt. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, back to Drake May being a top five uh, draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. I know the, the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, but the Bears have their pick. So the Bears are more than likely going to be number one. Um, the Patriots, Cardinals, and then who else is is top five right now? 
in the, I don't know in the exactly. Past. I think the Bears have two top five picks because of the Panthers. I, I don't know because I think the Bears have been winning a couple games, so they they've been getting kind of separated from that from the bottom of the of the NFL cellar. I don't they, have it in front of me, but I do know the top three is at least the Bears, Patriots, and and Cardinals right as of like a, a couple of days ago, maybe Sunday. They're reporting right now. Sorry, I just saw this on Facebook, but they're reporting right now that the Patriots have decided that after the season, they're parting ways with Bill Belichick. Maybe he gets traded. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but who who would you rat? Or we'll just do those three since uh, we don't know what four and five is. But it will more than likely either be the Bears, Patriots, or Cardinals in the at least in the top three. Do you think Drake May ends up at one of those teams, or do you think he falls a little bit? Or would you want Who to see the Drake one? May at one of those three teams? Uh, it's the Bears, Patriots, and Cardinals. I'm yeah, saying I possibly Patriots, goes. possibly Patriots without Bill Belichick. I don't think he goes to the Bears because I think Drake's no. going to be the second quarterback taken off the board. Mm-hmm. I think Caleb Williams is going to be first. I'm going to give you an even more hot take. I think the Bears. This is what I would do as a Bears owner. This is just me talking. I'm going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. I think Justice Fields has enough that if you just leave him alone and give him some playmakers with DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., you can probably DJ, make it. Uh, you're on to something there, Jordan, because DJ Moore and Maserati Marv together would be insane. That That would be fun to watch. As a Bears now, owner, all, the, all the rest of the Bears would have to do. The Bears would have to build up that O line to give Justin Fields enough time in there in the backfield to be able to get DJ Moore and, and Maserati Marv the ball that way. That, so that 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 would be a sneaky good good pick if they did that. Now here's why I don't think Drake goes top three because of the teams. I could see, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I I know Caleb Williams. They're talking about being the top guy on the board. I think you could argue that Drake May would be a better NFL quarterback than Caleb Williams. So I could see Drake May going to the Patriots. However, I do see Marvin Williams, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Williams. Sorry. Marvin Williams. I looked at the basketball. I looked at, I looked at the basketball in my background. The um uh with <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the Bears there. Then you have you could argue Drake May or Caleb Williams with the Patriots. And then the Cardinals, who knows what they do. I would not move on for Kyler Murray unless they're definitely dissatisfied. I don't know, but man. They might. I mean, Kyler Murray is just way too small and injury prone, man. I mean, he's just. Is he still on his rookie deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, probably. If he's still on his rookie deal and I have Caleb Williams or Drake May available, I'm taking Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yep. It's kind of the same idea I have with Justin Fields. I, I'm very intrigued by the. Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore pairing, like you said, I hadn't thought about that. But if I'm the Bears and I'm not 100% sold on Justin Fields, but I kind of like Justin Fields, I'm like, kind of want Caleb Williams because if Justin Fields doesn't quite pan out and Caleb Williams does, you know, you let Justin Fields walk or you trade him, and then you have another guy on a rookie contract. Same idea with Kyler Murray, though. Yeah, I just don't see, from what I've seen, I've watched Drake May every game. I haven't. I've watched Caleb Williams most of the game, and you have the same. I think you have almost the same kind of player. With well, I guess Caleb Williams got a better arm and stuff like that, and more accurate than Justin Fields. 
But you he, could argue you don't. It's almost the same quarterback. I don't know. I think Caleb Williams is probably I think he's a franchise quarterback. And look, everybody's wrong about this every year, so I could be wrong, but I I think Caleb Williams is a franchise quarterback. He may be all those things on the field. It's the off the field stuff that makes me not want to get him. Like the the whole, you know, I want like two percent ownership in the in the whatever team drafts me and then they went what seven and five this year. I mean, it's just a lot of just I I don't know. I <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of Caleb Williams. I mean, I I think he is going to probably be the first quarterback off the board, but I just I, I'm not just the <laughs> I just don't see it happening. I I'm just I take Drake May biased. You can say whatever you want. Drake May is a better biased. quarterback than Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. His team was better than Caleb Williams this year. Yeah, that's also because the US, USC's defense was a better state. Yeah, USC's defense was second worst in the country, only behind the Wolfpacks. You said I would never it. let that one down. I, that was a good. That was a good take until I said it. That wasn't even a good take at the time. Yes, it was. State's defense was right around like fifth or sixth in the league when you said that. <laughs> Anyways. If they want to go USC back and listen to that interaction. 10 team. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with how good the defense is or isn't. Damn it. <laughs> I can't Damn even it. argue it anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Especially yeah. how good the defense looked uh, at the end of the season. State's defense. I mean, how, they, how good they looked at the end of the season. They just need to get locked in, man. Yeah, just need to get warmed up. That's but... Right. Um, you know, we're kind of going to hit on all pro sports here, I guess. We do need to Speaking talk of about contracts. Yeah, we do. Everybody listen to this. If you have a son or if you're going to have a son or if you have a son at all in the future, teach him to throw a baseball. Teach him to play baseball because Shohei Otani's contract. Oh, my God. Is crazy. And Kenshin. You texted us in the group chat and you hit the nail on the head. Go ahead and say what you said in the group. Chat well, before you do that, I got to say his, um, and I hope this isn't what you were about to say, but his Instagram post announcing where he was going was the most baller Instagram post for that type of contract <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Because this guy just like puts in the caption, sorry for the delay. And then like announces where he's going and it's a grainy ass pixelated picture of the team he chose. And I'm just like, that guy's baller. I was like, he didn't do the, this fancy graphic or video or anything. I was like, hell yeah. Well, I got to give it to Otani and his, and his agents and his whole crew. I mean, they, they really held the cards close to their chest, this whole free. Agency oh, absolutely. Thing. Like, cause I thought he was a uh, Toronto blue Jay and I was going to talk to you, uh, Jordan and be like, look, our, our division's fucked now. Like, uh, uh, the, the Orioles are, are a young up and coming team. And you know, they, the, the future is bright for them. I think they have a good three to four year window in the next three to four years. And if Otani was at Toronto, that window got really, really small, really, really fast. But for those that may not know, but you probably do know because it's the biggest sports news of the of the past couple of days. Otani's contract is a ten year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers at a MLB history record seven hundred million dollars. 
Jordan's over there talking about uh, uh, telling your kids to play baseball, shoot, uh, <laughs> adopt a Japanese kid and get him to play baseball. <laughs> like that's even better. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And the best part of this whole huge contract here is how it's structured. So basically 10 years or, or the first nine years of this contract He's only going to get $2 million a year. Then in the last year, it's going to get restructured. But the rest of that $680 million is going to be restructured to where he gets a payout in the last 10 years. So basically, a $700 or $700 million 10-year contract got restructured into like a 20-year contract. Yeah. It's basically this modern-day version of a Bobby Bonilla contract. Because that instead is of like a million dollars from, every summer, it, it, it's sixty-eight yeah. million every summer. Yeah, yeah, it goes from two million in ten years from now. So twenty two thousand thirty-three is two million dollars. Then in two thousand thirty-four, it's immediately sixty-eight million dollars a year, and it will be all the way like that until twenty forty-three. I mean, it's, that's nuts to think about. For those asking, why would he do that? Two things you got to acknowledge one cool move to be able to go uh save some money to go the dodgers are in win now mode because they're just like the yankees they buy their team and they this offers them more cash to be able to go get other players i think they're trying to meet with that other japanese pitcher i was his name yamamoto right yep i saw that they were going to try to meet with him this opens up the checkbook for them to be able to try to sign him as well but also i read that uh otani's (laughs) <laughs> endorsement money is like 40 million a year. And they said they were going to help facilitate things like that. So he is, yeah. it's not like he's, uh, should have been making 70 million and he's only making two. He's only making two from his contract, but his endorsement money is out of control. Go play baseball kids. And the fact that you're just in LA, it does. I mean, let's be honest, the, the giants in the MLB and it's money wise, money wise, the Yankees, the Dodgers, they have more money than you know what to do with. So um, with <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to go on a hot take and say this is a dumb contract for the Dodgers. Here's why. Because let's, let's think about this. Otani can't pitch till September. He can't pitch till September because of his surgery. Okay. So now he's strictly a batter. That limits Otani significantly because, um, don't get me wrong, guy's a hell of a hitter. But he, he <laughs> what made him so crazy is the fact that he could do both well. And now you're just getting him for one side of the ball. Now, granted, after September, if he's fine to pitch and goes on, it don't mean shit because then you got him locked up for whatever. But like Kenton said, you could have just fucked payroll until 20 whenever 35 i mean like honestly and they did it to get away from the luxury tax that's exactly what happened and it was a smart move on that but if it doesn't pan out you could end up like the bobby middle it i can't say the word (laughs) sorry man (laughs) natural light's been flowing sorry i sound like a um a, a guy that doesn't know how to speak but um, 
it's just it's it's nuts to me that you can get away with this in baseball. And that's kind of hypocritical for me being a diehard Yankees fan. But um hey, the Yankees signed or traded for Juan Soto. And uh I was talking You mean John Soto? Juan. John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, 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 I can't pronounce it. John so John Soto. John no, Soto. No, there was a there was a sports writer that tweeted and uh he he it, it said John Soto and he kept the tweet up for like a long time and then eventually he deleted it. But so it was like a joke on Twitter that, that it was John Soto, not Juan Soto. Almost like arson judge to the Giants. The uh, <laughs> but I mean, honestly I'd get killed if I pronounced it. John, as married to a Hispanic woman, I, I would be probably crucified if I said John Soto. But, um, well, you might want to learn how to pronounce the double L's in Spanish then. I can't roll my R's either. Well, that uh, doesn't have anything to do with the L's, that had nothing to do with the double yeah. L's. I, I can't do that either. I don't know, man. I, I speak English, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> the uh, the fact that the Dodgers did this is is like Logan said, they're in win now mode. They don't give a shit about what happens on the back end at all. Because you're gonna have, you know, you got Mookie and all them uh that you gotta pay. And so it does free up the fact to go get the Japanese pitcher, which would be terrible because I was hoping the Yankees would go get him the also. The Mets were going hard after him too. Uh fuck the Mets. Okay, those guys I didn't like, think about they're like they, little brothers. Mookie's got a big contract too, so yeah. that that it, it really you couldn't afford to pay both of those at mm-hmm. real big numbers. So it it really works out well. How, for, how old for is the Dodgers Mookie on now, the table? Though? He's got to be in his thirties now. Uh, he yeah, might be he's thirty. Not, he's knocking on the door. Yeah, so he, I can't. It so whoever if they give him a monster contract, I just don't know how many more prime years he's going to have. We see this all the time in baseball. Somebody gets to be about thirty, thirty-one. They've been killing yeah. it. And then they have about two, maybe if you're lucky, three really good years left on that seven-year deal. And then you've got four to five years of just paying Chris Davis. <laughs> oh, God. Very Don't true. remind me of that contract. Crash, Crash Davis. I, I hate Chris Davis to this day because of that contract. Now, the good thing, though, is that, like you said, and we've got, this is not usually how – we don't usually talk many pro sports on this uh, podcast. but. With, you know, all of us are tied into the AL East, pretty much. Um, I mean, I know Logan's a Braves fan, but he also has some ties to the Orioles. Yeah, I have some ties to the Orioles. And so, um, with that, you know, let's think about it. Who's the two faces of baseball? Sorry, Mike Trout, kind of fading a little bit. Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. And now they're on the villain's side. I like being the villain. I love being the villain. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, what goes on with Otani. I don't think it was a smart move because coming off my favorite player's contract or uh, A-Rod, you know, you had to deal with that still. Yankees were still paying him and and still are paying him. And then the fact that they got stuck with Jacoby Ellsbury's contract, that was absolutely ridiculous. And now he's (laughs) he doesn't even play anymore. So take it from the Mets. It's not smart. This is not smart. <laughs> I still have well, no idea how it, this Mets team this past year was as bad as they were. Because they're the Mets. They're the fucking Mets. That happens I, every I'm year. I'm telling you, Atlanta broke the Mets two years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
All I got to say is thank you, Jordan, for uh, talking me into playing the under on the the Mets win total this year. And the over on the Orioles. really came in clutch this year. And the well, I was going to play the over on the Orioles anyway. I just confirmed. But uh, uh, you you really talked me into playing the under. Yeah, you confirmed. You confirmed both, or you confirmed the Orioles, and then you talked me into the Mets. We're all, I mean, North Carolina, most of us um, been around baseball our whole lives. I mean, let's face it, we we do watch MLB. If me, I can't just watch but my team. I can't watch nothing but the Yankees. If I have to watch another game that the Yankees aren't involved in, I give a shit about. But um, you know, with with that being said, contract I thought was stupid. However, I'm glad he's not the AL East and not a Blue Jay because that's where all the money was. The Blue Jays and there was one more that he was at. Oh, dude. And yeah, it was, I know it was crazy. I, it was probably it was probably the Mariners or the or the San Francisco Giants. Giants maybe. I can't remember. Yep. Yeah, it was the Giants. Okay, but either way, Toronto was like making pushes. They were renting out restaurants, and I mean they 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 were going all out for them. So I mean, glad glad it didn't happen. Also, yeah. I think your Yankee bias is showing Jordan because uh, you said Aaron Judge is one of the two faces in baseball. Who else are you going to say? I think Shohei. Shohei's one, and then it's a big gap, then it's Aaron Judge in my opinion. Uh, but that might just be a little bit of the Yankee hate in me. We'll see what happens with his MVP talk yeah. when he can't pitch anymore. It's probably about as big a gap as it is between Aaron Judge's teeth. <laughs> okay, it's not as big as stray hands. <laughs> Make all that money, can't get your teeth fixed. <laughs> if he were if he were smart and if baseball were smart in terms of marketing, they would market the teeth thing. Very true. But they don't because baseball, baseball, baseball and marketing? Has a marketing problem. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that problem. you had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same roster for six years <laughs> and just because it was the Angels, people couldn't point out either of them, the non-baseball fans, especially Mike Trout out of a police lineup. It's insane because Mike Trout is a one of the probably go down as one of the greatest players of all time. They People also know combined for, for zero playoff appearances. Yeah. What could have been? You can honestly, you could probably talk that Angels roster into being like, what happened? Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that roster was crazy and nothing yeah. ever happened of it. Uh, can't be maybe they do miss. Maybe they needed uh, a young Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt out there and uh, <laughs> you know be angels in the outfield. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Our one angels in the outfield reference every time. Mark that on your bingo card if you're listening at home. <laughs> All right, before we jump into ACC basketball with a mini preview, to quote chaos Kyle. Well, speaking of bad beats, the so <laughs> just use that as our segue anyway anytime we don't have a segue <laughs> kenny I, I know that you don't uh know this story and the listeners don't either jordan does because he ran into chaos kyle but andy trucker andy uh country and cold cans co-host of mine texted shout out in the country and cold cans uh, group chat with kyle and he told us a story that you're not going to believe is real and i started like I burst out laughing in the middle. I do of the not office. believe it's real just for the record. Yeah. I, I burst out laughing in the middle of the office and had to tell everyone why I was laughing so hard. So Andy texted us and said that he has spoke to his dad and his mom 
And his mom's cousin had called her. His mom's cousin had a friend who uh, is special needs. And the friend, the special needs friend called his, uh, his cousin and said that he had captured a leprechaun. And, you know, they just thought he was making stuff up or being funny. So they didn't quite respond to it. Then he said it again, <clears throat> called him up and said, I've captured a leprechaun. So the, the cousin says, I'm going to go and check on my friend because make sure he's OK. Well, he gets to the friend's house and this guy, she walked into the house and this guy had a little person or and back in my day, we called him a midget trapped in his closet and wouldn't let him go until he gave up the pot of gold. <laughs> and you might be wondering how did a little person end up in his closet? Come to find out the little person was a Jehovah's witness. (laughs) 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 The Jehovah's witness, the little person, Jehovah's witness (laughs) locked him in the closet (laughs) and said, I've got a leprechaun, but I'm not going to let you go until you hand over the (laughs) Gold. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this doesn't even sound real, but it's it's too like, dude. Real life is stranger than fiction. It doesn't sound like something somebody just makes up. Oh my god! What why, a story. Why would you ever make that up? Like, honestly, you can't make that up. No, so, I, my whole thing was I was like, this is this is uh, a four like, line kidnapping. Oh, I know. and like the Jehovah's Witness was like going to press charges, but then like he realized after they talked to him that the guy had special needs, so he then he dropped the charges, wasn't going to pursue, which is good because you know he, he didn't really know he was doing something that wrong. He, I mean, he really thought he had a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> he legitimately thought there was a leprechaun that knocked right. on his door and so, asked him if he knew about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he, uh, he dropped the charges, but I'm just like, it's a hell of a day to be a, a little person, Jehovah's witness and show up. And then you get locked in a closet and the guy's demanding a pot of gold or you won't be let go. <laughs> oh my God. You can't that <laughs> that's, a, that's a story. <laughs> I read it and I was reading it and I was like, and then I saw Logan's response and it was the beam of, I, I have no words. And, and, so, <laughs> and so that's when I was like, yeah, I, I could, I literally looked at Kyle and I was like, what do you want me to do with this information? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was like dying laughing. I couldn't breathe when I read this because it was just so random. Andy texted the group and I'm just reading this and then I just start dying laughing. I'm like, this can't be real. I was like, this doesn't sound real. It sounds like like somebody's trying to tell a joke, but no, it actually happened. They made a horror movie about this. Yeah. Several horror movies about this. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I was, yeah, when, when you told me that, when I heard, saw that from Kyle, I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't believe it's real, but honestly, <laughs> how do you make this shit up? You know, can't. It's just not a story make you make it. up. You can't make that. If you did, you congratulations, Andy. You got us all. (laughs) Because, yeah, there's no way. Well, this isn't a knock on my boy Andy, but I read his papers back in high school and his fiction papers that he would write when he pretended to watch a movie or read a book. Um, I read his papers in high school and college to proofread him when he asked me. Andy didn't make that story up. (laughs) Trying to say Andy's uh, not that creative. 
He's he's not a literary master. I'm gonna say that because you just next time you'd see Andy, uh, you know, little little teaser here for the listeners. Our special country and cold cans meets tailgate season, uh, Festivus extravaganza Fest- on December twenty third. I don't know. I know. Something special might be happening between the two shows. Uh, you'll be seeing Trucker Andy. Ask him about the time he um thought that Free Willy was named Wet Willy and he wrote about it. <laughs> in high school for a paper and he said wet willy uh became erect out of the water for all the children to see that was a real sentence andy wrote <laughs> technically a whale is wet in the water so and his name was willy and his name was willy and he did come out of the water in an erect fashion I have to, I, have I to ask him. I'm also going to ask him where's the gold at. Unless I am <laughs> yeah. gonna, this we that. should just grab Andy and throw him in the closet and be like, give us the pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell him not get out of the closet until he brings us a pot of gold. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't even know. This, this private school education, man. I, I don't even know. Nah, you went, you went I, there until seventh grade, just saying. And then I saw the light. No, my first day of public school, I was like, what the hell? Have I gotten into? <laughs> but we're smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. Uh, I was like, I was like, uh, this is time for my Bible class. <laughs> this is what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and Kitchen, where did you go to public or private? You went to private. I went to private. Uh, yeah. So I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you got us. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, no, I, so as the gamblers would say, me and Kenshin are degenerate self, a collab between um, us and Country and Cold Cans. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm very I'm very anxious to see what happens with that. Now, I'm going to say for the viewers and I'm sure Logan will attest to this also. If we air this, if please, God understand that this is explicit content probably and do not hold this against us it'll be a festivist miracle if we can make it through without me having to edit that show i was gonna say you're gonna get the edit button ready. if we're gonna fry a turkey (laughs) and start drinking early day drinking and then record the show yeah you probably will have to edit this button but it'll be our first edition of saturday night sips Saturday night sips. I, I, yeah, we gotta work on that one. I, I don't like Saturday night sips. <laughs> All right. We'll have to, we'll, if Jordan we'll would have committed to drinking a blue moon, then we could call it once in a blue moon. I could drink I, one. I think I think we can do that. I I, I think we I can, can get him to drink I, one. I, I could drink one. I could drink one all day. As long as I have a couple natural lights beforehand. I could drink whatever you put in front of me <laughs> after that. But um <laughs> No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that Saturday because honestly, I forgot it was Saturday. Christmas snuck up on us, but um, I mean, it's not many times that we have. Let's see, it'd be what six, five or six of yeah. the, the whole be, network together. <laughs> yeah, it'll be pretty much everybody that's uh from that's North Carolina based at least. It's we got you know all three of us from tailgate season, the three of us, me. Trucker Andy, Chaos Kyle from Country and Cold Cans, and then likely we'll have Classic Rock Carter in the mix, too. More than likely, he'll be there. Oh, God. When worlds collide. <laughs> It'll be the first, like, <laughs> full-on episode we've done with everybody all at the same time. We've and had live. some guest appearances here and there, but 
maybe uh maybe this game's on and me and kitchen can throw some gambling stuff in there and we'll see what happens with that that'll be good Who know, maybe we can even get say, the from friday night jimmy i don't know no we don't want him. no we don't want him. <laughs> he'll be sitting there with his uh, ancient ancient he's just saying water play boy <laughs> i'll say it again out friday night jimmy i'll say it again fuck friday night jimmy we don't we don't need him in here i'm just kidding you're part of the family now friday night jimmy you have to i have to accept you yeah, that's coming up in a couple weeks, so be on the lookout. All right, let's transition uh, here to basketball season. Um, Jordan, I'll let you take this away. Yeah, um, so, you know, ACC play technically started with, like, everybody playing one ACC game, and then now we're back to non-conference. Um, so, you know, we mark this as the start of college basketball, really. I mean. Honestly, non-conference does matter, and from the beginning it does matter. But me and Logan talked about this, and I I don't know how Kenshin feels about this, but the start of college basketball season, to me, is the fact that you have uh, the preseason, the in-season, the tournaments, you know, the Maui and stuff like that, that matters. But the real start of college basketball, to me, is the start of ACC play. Um, that's, that's how it is in North Carolina. That's the way I feel about it. Um, Logan agrees with me on that. Um, Kenton, what are your takes? When does college basketball start? Uh, college basketball starts in the beginning of November. Uh, doesn't matter if they're sure, playing whatever, man. Montreat college or Georgia tech or whoever it, it starts when the regular season. Sure. it doesn't matter, whatever. I, I'm just naming random teams at this point. Uh, I, I, but I am more of a, uh, I, I know I'm a bigger college basketball fan than, than Logan, or at least keep up with it more than Logan does. Jordan's kind of on the same page as I am. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm more of the, I, I love watching feast week. Um, mm-hmm. that's always fun. I mean, Maui invitation was great this year. Battle for Atlantis was fun. A lot of the other, uh, little itty bitty tournaments. I mean, it was just, it I, I would just I'm just a big college basketball guy. I've always always have, always will be. So, but it does get a lot more fun when um c- conference play starts. And I do kind of, I'm glad that we at least do it in December now. Like hmm. there's always like one or two random games in the beginning of December and then it kind of flips back to non-conference play. Now, one year that the ACC started like the first, first night, game, I didn't like, like that. opening night. Yeah. The, it was horrible. You, yeah. you can't throw a conference game. Conference games mean, mean way too much in the ACC right. for you to have be the first game of the season for everybody. Like Absolutely. nobody's going to come out good. They they always need to play a couple of quote unquote cupcake games to to get ready for where whatever tournament they're playing in and during Thanksgiving or whatever big non-conference opponent where it's, you know, Tennessee on a neutral site or Gonzaga and Madison Square Garden or something, something like that. I mean, college basketball teams cannot, or at least in the ACC, you cannot start it. Uh, the, the, the actual start of the season. You, you got to have a couple games in just, that's just the way it may work in the SEC or in the, in the conference with the Rutgers, as Logan likes to refer to them as, you know, you can Mike and get away with that because they don't really care about the conference play as, as strong as the ACC does. But yeah, I, I mean, we've we've had some 
pretty good ACC. Uh, the ACC is a lot stronger than it has been uh, in the past couple of years. I think we've, uh, I think we got, it's at least five teams in the top 20 AP top 25 Carolina, right. Clemson, Clemson. I know it's Carolina, Clemson, Duke, Virginia, and Miami. Miami didn't fall out surprisingly from, from losing to Colorado this past weekend, which I had money on. So I was kind of upset to, to see that loss, but but yeah, I mean, you got at least five of those. They're they're all five of those teams are going to be NCAA teams before it's all said and done in March. Um, you know, yeah, NC you're State, right. Yeah, yeah. NC State's going to be you know kind of middle of the pack, no pun intended. Um, they had a decent showing tonight against UT Martin. The they gave up a couple of threes there at the end of the game. They could easily cover that twenty point spread, but they didn't. Um, Wake Forest, you know, they, they got a good team and Efton Reed finally got his eligibility. I mean, that that's going to change things around. They got a three point shooter in Damari Monsanto. I mean, mm-hmm. he's coming back from, from his uh, knee injury. I, I, I think within, with, by the end of the year, uh, or I, I think by, by conference play in January, he'll, he'll be back at least on the bench in, in a uniform. So in Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh's got a good team. I mean, ACC is always a good basketball conference, always a competitive basketball conference, but they're definitely deeper than, than they have been. And then the worst team obviously is Louisville. <laughs> I, I don't know how Kenny Payne is, is lasted this long. I mean, they, they, they lose a lot of bad games that they, they should at least win, but they All don't I know about the bottom of the ACC this year is Louisville sucks. And so does Notre Dame. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Notre, Notre Dame lost by like 30 against Marquette. Granted it was at Marquette Saturday night, but still, I mean, they took 12 uh, minutes to score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I know his last name is Shrewsbury, but I can't remember what his first name is. He's a, he's in for a, uh, a long first year at, uh, at the helm at Notre Dame. It's a lot of big shoes to fill with Mike Bray in front of you. And he's, he did an okay job recruiting guys, but he lost a lot and, and didn't really bring a lot with him from Penn state. So, and again, it's a big difference between the the conference with Rutgers and the ACC, in my opinion, just saying, yep. Shows I'm going to uh, year in the tournament. I'm going to make this really easy on just how, compacted and how good the ACC is. There are nine teams that are at least seven and three. There are 11 teams. There's one team that's five and three. There's one team that's six and three. So you're looking at 11 right now with only three losses through what they played that, at, at worst. And then you have the bottom with four and four. You have three or four at the bottom, four or four. Yeah. So yeah, nerd. Like like Logan said, Notre Dame and Louisville are definitely mm-hmm. bottom tier, and then there's a huge gap above them. So. Now it's 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 rather interesting to see. You know, Georgia Tech had a big win over Duke um, this past year, which could also you know that's a five. They're they five beat, and three. They beat a good uh, Mississippi State team too. Yes, they as did. Well. You so never Georgia know what Texas, you're going to get. It could be a sneaky good team. I was going to say, you never Tech. know what you're going to get from Coach Face Shield. Mm-hmm. No, he's gone. Yeah, Coach Josh Face Pastor's Shield. not there anymore. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Pastor's fired. Huh. Yeah. Uh, they hired um, Damon Stoudemire. So, oh, okay. Face Shield is uh, – right. he's he's doing um, uh, uh, studio work with ESPN now. 
Oh, okay. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's doing any sideline stuff. He, I've only seen him do like a couple of times in the studio. So he's probably going to end up getting fired from that too. Before it's yeah. all said and done with. Let's now be that you here, mentioned but. Damon Stoudemire, I remember reading that on the ESPN headlines when it happened, but I had totally forgotten that was even a thing. Let me give you something crazy that you want. Poverty College. We know them as BC. They are eight and three. <laughs> Hey, uh, state. Uh, well, I I didn't get to watch the game live because I was cheering on old shout out Seahawk Spencer. I was cheering on UNCW beat Kentucky and State and Boston College were playing at the same time. State went to overtime to win that game, but I think Boston College is a low key sneaky opponent. I mean, Quentin Post is he's probably all ACC first team. It, at, at best, I don't think he has a chance to be player of the year by any means, but I think his ceiling's definitely first team. I mean, he's a he's a great postman, literally. That's his last name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Earl Grant is always a good, has always been a good coach. He coached a lot of good teams at College of Charleston before he came to Boston College. I mean, he's just overall is a is that they could be sneaky. They could be the tenth or eleventh best team in the ACC, and you know, be like nine or ten and ten. You know, eleven and nine, maybe. You know, the uh, so Kenshin, I'm gonna go back on my statement a little bit about saying that it starts with conference play. I'm gonna disagree with my own self on this. I think <laughs> it really, <laughs> not me. Yes, I talked you out of it. <laughs> no, you didn't. I thought about this. Damn it. <laughs> the uh, I was gonna say the ACC Big Ten Challenge is the start of college basketball for me, but now it's the ACC SEC Challenge. And Which we tied with this year. So. Because of fucking Florida State blowing the lead. Um, yeah. Now, Florida State's four and four. They're the bottom three. The, the other two that you mentioned, Louisville, Notre Dame, they're four and four. And then you have Florida State, who's that same way, four and four, five and four, whatever. And honestly, we all know what we get. Leonard Hamilton starts off pretty slow. But he also is going to throw – Leonard Hamilton – is a very respected coach, in my opinion. Leonard Hamilton will turn that uh, back around by the end of the year. I promise you that. Underrated, no underrated coach. Absolutely. Like the past couple seasons have been really weird. I think I, this is. I'm not. I don't have my tinfoil hat with me, but uh, con- I'm or, I wouldn't even like, really say it's conspiracy, Kenny. Here, this is more like karma, Kenny. Uh, them winning the the Mickey Mouse uh, COVID ACC championship, Florida State's been been on a downhill spiral ever since that. So, and they play the, the triangle ACC, schools very well. Yeah, always. Yeah, oh, yeah. Play, yeah. They play Wake Forest well. They play State, Carolina, and Duke. They always play them very well. They always have size like Leonard Hamilton. Yep. Just he has trees just growing literally on the bench. I mean, those guys are always seven foot, you know, monsters. I mean, it's but but eventually you got to have some people that can score. You don't have any uh, Gavin Kelly's or um, God, who's the other good? Yeah, yeah. Who's or Caleb Mills was there, but he never really flourished like he did um, at Houston. But yeah, the it just. Florida State for in a team we haven't even talked about either is Syracuse. You know, Jim Bayheim, the the replacement with him. I mean, Judah Mintz has been a good ball player this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh uh Chris Bell has been great. I mean, that they, they could be a sneaky good team too. That's I mean, that's 13 teams that we I mean, we named all of them, but still 13 teams that have a legitimate chance of making the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Now, I will say from what I've seen. From the pack, it's not that I've seen, 
you know, I haven't watched their games, you know, tremendously. However, I think you you're missing a couple of players. You have uh, you know, Burns and you have what's his name? Uh Morale or Morsell. Casey Morsell. Morsell. Yeah. Um and you have another guy that's pretty good, uh, that's shooting like over fifty percent from three. And you, yeah, you probably DJ Horn or Jaden Taylor. One of that's it, Jaden Taylor. That's him. Jaden Taylor, yeah. Jaden yep. Taylor's the transfer from Butler. He's he's really good. Um, our, it, it's the deepest team that State has had to date. Like tonight's game against UT Martin, uh, eleven scholarship guys played. Mo Diara didn't play and. Uh, probably because he's been battling an ankle injury and they're probably just resting him for the Tennessee game because they didn't really need him tonight. Um, but, you know, they still had they, nine guys pretty much played the whole game and they all contributed in a positive way. Like, I think their plus minuses are all going to be in the positives and, and show a good amount because, I mean, it was it was it was a great it's great to see that Keats can run nine, ten guys deep, especially now since MJ Rice is officially back and playing. I mean, he played his second game tonight and at one point he was uh he was either three of four or four of four from the field. I mean, he was he I was hitting a lot of shots a early. Baller as he gets more court time. Yeah, yeah. Once he he t- or as I was texting uh one of one of my uh, friends earlier uh, that I watched or we watched games together, AKA we just text each other back and forth uh, during timeouts. Uh, I call, I said, I call MJ rice right now, happy feet because every time he touches the ball, he travels yeah. or he like shuffles his feet. Like he, he's, he's got to get into a game rhythm. And then again, it's his second game, you know, tonight. Yeah. Uh, he's as our we're first recording this podcast. So five star but, top 150 kid that we've gotten on the floor in the Kevin Keats era. Yep. Well, I mean, he's looked good. He's looked good in two games. When, when you go to switching it to Carolina, I'm very pleased. And that's the episode. See you next week, folks. (laughs) (laughs) With, uh, yeah, I'm outnumbered here and this is bullshit because, you know, but I'll say anyway. nice things about Carolina. No, I I'll think say Carolina's nice things back about Carolina. We haven't played y'all yet. No, I no. think they're back this year. I think Carolina's a very, very good basketball team. Oh, you you just you doing one of them things again? No, like I think they legitimately are. I watched the uh, Tennessee game. I, where I saw the, the Tennessee highlights, and then I watched the UConn game, and they didn't. It didn't look bad in the UConn game. UConn, I think, is just that good. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I was not upset with the UConn game. Um, and to let's be honest, Tennessee's defense is very good. And the fact that they put up 100 points on Tennessee was kind of impressive in my eyes. Granted, it was at Carolina. But, um, you know, I, I think Carolina's in a good spot. And the Cordeaux kid, the uh, the guy that's, you know, literally supposed to be 18 years old. I mean, he literally should be a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Kendall Marshall. He's not going to go beat you scoring-wise. But he's also the guy that R.J. Davis needs to just say, hey, RJ, do your thing. And, you know, it, I, it, I, what, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I like the better comparison that he's like Marcus Page. Yeah. Especially this team, especially uh, when Marcus he Page first score came like in. Marcus Page. He, he I might think he play. will eventually be the scorer, but but all he needs to do now is just get the ball to Baycott, RJ Davis, 
Harrison Ingram. I mean, yeah. that's all he has to do, and that's what he does now, and he does a pretty good job at it. So, but I, I could, I, I see mirror images of Marcus Page in him. I think he can score if 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 uh will ever let him do it, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Is is what's going to happen? I um I saw or I heard on the ESPN thing they were talking about uh you know Duke. Um, Duke struggled a little bit in the first half against Hofstra. Well, so they were saying they need to go inside out, feed Filipowski, and then kick it back out to Roach and the rest of the guys at Duke. Well, I was thinking, I was like, hello, that sounds like a mirror image of Carolina. Because honestly, Baycott needs to touch the ball every time down the floor. So does Filipowski. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, those are the two best players for their two teams. I mean, you can make the comparison to RJ. It's better. But um, Honestly, the the triangle schools are okay. They're fine. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, I was really high on Miami. Then they shit the bed against me. Like I had money on it with, like you mentioned, with uh, Colorado. But Nigel Pack and the rest of the Miami crowd, they're good. They're going to be fine. Um, they got to figure oh, yeah. that out. Yeah, they're 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 a good long lanky team. I mean, Norchad O'Meara is a great postman. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Cleveland yes. was great at Florida State, and he's I I mean he's picking up where he left off here at Miami. I mean he's 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 made that team a lot better. They they were you know a Final Four team last year, and and now I mean with Matthew Cleveland there, they could possibly go back to the Final Four. I mean, they're they're a good team. It's very it's it's very. ACC, you know, you, we say this every year. Oh, who they lose? Who they lose? Who they lose? No, we're consistently one through eight could probably beat most teams. I mean, I mean, we got the deepest. We got a very except the Big Twelve. I think the Big Twelve best best conference of basketball right now. I, I think the argument the Big East is the best basketball conference right now. I mean, you got UConn, Marquette. Um, uh, oh, I'm blanking, but I know them two at least are are, are great right now. Now, now, Kansas is, I mean, Kansas is Kansas. Hunter Dickinson's a, you know, all American, you know, good good player when he when he's not throwing people to the floor. Um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Purdue, Purdue's a good basketball team. Uh, I like their Edie. guard play. Zach Eady, he's just tall, man. I mean, he has no offensive skill set to him. He's just tall. I don't. I, and that is my hot take on Purdue. I, I do think Purdue's low key going to have a Virginia twenty nineteen run in them since they lost to the sixteen seed last year. I could see that happening to this Purdue team. But at the end of the day, you got to have good guard play to to last in March. Does Purdue have that? Yes, but will they? have it then in March to be determined. All right. So since we're talking about the ACC and how deep we are, let's get everybody's top four in the ACC. Um, Kenshin, I'll start with you since you're on my right viewing it from the thing. What do you got? All right. Right now, I, I don't want to put them at one, but they're the only undefeated team in the ACC right now. And it's Clemson. You know, Brad Barnell, how this man has not got fired, I'll never understand. I mean, football, the football team being good in, you know, the past 10 years has saved that man's job. 
I mean, but PJ Hall's a great uh basketball player. He could definitely be ACC player of the year this year. Um, so give me them number one right now. Um, I'm just doing that basically because they're undefeated. And I don't think they'll go all the way undefeated, but but at the moment of doing this, this top four ranking, I'm putting Clemson at one. Uh two, I'm gonna put Duke. Duke's kind of on a downswing currently, but I think they're on an upswing or it it's it's gonna swing back into their favor. Tyrese Proctor didn't play tonight against Hofstra. He's dealing with an injury. Um once he comes back, he'll he'll eventually bounce back. Uh the only knock I have on Duke right now is Filipowski. Might be a little soft, but I mean he's gotta toughen up. I think he will eventually toughen up. Uh we'll see. Uh, three, I'm going to go Carolina. You know, we kind of talked to them already. You know, Baycott's great. RJ Davis is great. As long as, uh, Cadeau gets it in their hands or RJ can get it, you know, or we haven't even talked about how Cormac Ryan is a, a mm-hmm. three point shooter that Carolina needed last year. Um, some people are kind of comparing him to Brady Manic, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe from the three point shooting, but Cormac Ryan's not going to give you, you know, no. 25 plus. And he might do it like one game. He's not going to do it consistently like Brady Manick did. So I'll give Carolina three. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'll give Carolina three. Um, they, they put a solid team together. I mean, they did beat Tennessee. You know, that's. I, I don't care what anybody says. Tennessee is one of the best three loss teams in the country. Uh, Miami is my fourth team. Um, talked about them earlier. North Shadow near. Uh, Matthew Cleveland, Nigel Pack, all those guys. I mean, they're they're really good. Um, so give me Miami at the four at the moment. Um, I have NC State knocking at the door at five, though. I'm I'm biased as hell with that, but I don't care. Uh, this is the deepest team that Keats has got. Keats is getting close to a contract here. A lot of his assistants are on a contract here, so it's kind of a a make it or break it, in my opinion, for Keats. You know. This is a put up or show up season for them. Right now, they're they're putting up. You know, they they've you know beat the teams they're supposed to. They lost against uh, Old Miss. Old Miss is undefeated, and it was at home. Um, BYU but still, right? yeah. BYU. Well, the BYU game, they lost their composure. They pretty much had BYU on the ropes, and then they kind of let the the refs and outside influences kind of. They, they they just kind of just lost their cool and pretty much just gave the ball to Miami. I mean, Miami gave the ball to BYU and just let them take over. And, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, I, I still think that uh, state would have had BYU if they didn't lose their, lose their composure in that game. So overall, again, the ACC is, is very deep. So that's a, it's a tough four that I gave, but it's the four that I have. So, uh, Clemson, Duke, Carolina, Miami. All right, Logan, what you got? I don't really know. I haven't paid that much attention to it yet. Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson, but I don't think they stay in the top three as the year goes on. I think they're going to have a midseason tumble, but they're still going to be solid. Um, So Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, then Duke. I think that Duke has uh, gone through a rough patch right now. Um, that team started out pretty damn good, and then it's just it lost a few here. I, I don't know what's going on with them, whether it's a chemistry thing or if they just – I 
don't have an answer. Miami, I think, is solid. Going through his sophomore shit. Like yeah, Hubert. could be. Um, Miami, I think, is going to be a really solid team. North Carolina, I think, is back. I think they're going to be an easy tournament team this year. I, I don't think they're going to be back to necessarily being a one seed or a two seed, but I think two seed would be topped out, maybe three or four seeds realistic for the Tar Heels this year. Uh, I don't see them declining another invitation to the NIT. <laughs> um, but like Kenshin, I have stayed somewhere between five and seven. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Um, and State will get the big test Saturday against Tennessee. Yeah, T- Tennessee on a neutral side game. It'll it's, be interesting to see how they look. It is a it is a different breed of defense. It's almost like UVA, like honestly, with with that. And I'll be interested to see who who did um who guarded Dalton connect for Carolina when Carolina played him. Yeah, you know who. That was a lot of Brandon Ingram. And uh, now there was a lot of. Uh, uh, I know he went off for a million, but um, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I got to pick somebody to play defense, it's gonna be Seth Trimble um, for Carolina. He's gonna be the guy. Uh, I didn't. Even, I, I haven't even mentioned him. He's, yeah. he's he's been pretty well. He's not really gonna, gonna beat your scoring, but he's like a leaky black type deal. Let's go shut you yeah, down. True. So I'm Very okay true. with him. Um, now my my top four. It's kind of crazy, and it's different than all of yours. Um, from, like what I've, from what I've watched, and this is how I think the season is going to end. This is not right now. This is my top four for the end of the season. This is what it's going to be. Carolina wins the ACC. Miami comes in two. Clemson comes in three. And then UVA. And now, here we go. Here's my thing. So, Kenshin, I was with you. You talked about, we talked about in the chat about how UVA is not that good. And they were terrible against Wisconsin. Absolutely terrible. But since then, since then, they have held, and it might even be from the beginning of the year. I don't, I I think Wisconsin was outlier. So I'm not 100%. They have held every team under 50 points. If you hold every team under 50 points as a UVA squad, probably should win that ball game. So that's why I have them there as the four seed. Um, I think Duke is gonna is running into the little bit of the hey, it's the sophomore shit with Shire. Duke lost the uh, lost back to back. I don't remember the last time I've seen Duke lose back to back. Um, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Um, I think Carolina, and it's biased, and it's me watching them. This is one of the better Carolina teams I've seen. And it's because of the fact of you have a point guard who is a point guard. He's not trying to score all your points. He's trying to assist in everything with that. So I like him there. I like I love Brandon Ingram. Love Brandon Ingram. I think he's a great player. He's a sophomore. Brandon Ingram? Played at Duke, bro. Yeah, that's him. Harrison Ingram. Harrison. Sorry. Well, Freudian slip. Maybe he's Blue Devil, Jordan. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He does have a blue wall in his house. (laughs) It's an accent wall. Ask my wife. (laughs) Um, So, him. I'm going to clip that and then put it on the internet. I love Brandon Ingram. Love Brandon Ingram. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a lot for the Pelican. And then... um, 
Harrison Barnes, Harrison, yeah, close enough. And then you got a, uh, you know, you know, obviously Baycott, Cormac Ryan is a big need. Like you said, Kenshin, I don't see the Brady Manic comparison. He's not going to go get your rebounds. He's not going to do this and that that Brady Manic did. However, if you give him the shot, feed it to Baycott, kick it out, I feel okay with him hitting that shot. And Carolina's deep. Carolina is deep this year. Um, you know, I, Hubert's trying to figure out the rotation. I'm not saying we're 10 deep, but I would feel fine with eight players that he rotates in and be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Miami, I know they, they've had a tough schedule here, and I didn't realize how good Colorado was. Um, and I know they were ranked at one time, and they weren't at that time. And it might have been a slip. Miami got killed by Colorado. They got killed by um, who's the other team? They just got they got the shit beat out of them. The other loss. Uh, um, they lost to they blew a, a lead against Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. No, yeah. that's that was that rough, but didn't defend yep. Seahawks. But yeah. Um, and then Clemson with PJ Hall and all. Uh, PJ Hall is pretty good. Um, I, I think Clemson. I hate. Brad Brownell. I hate him because of the disrespect. He's the, he's the cat of nine lives, man. Disrespect that he did to uh, Roy, but we'll let that ride. And UVA, uh, it's a terrible brand of basketball, but they do gonna, seem to get it done. We're going to agree to disagree on UVA because it's Reese Beekman and the Beekmanettes out there, dude. I don't I mean, know, man. Uh, they got uh, another white guy shooter, and that's what they've always oh, yeah. had when they get it done. Yeah. But but to your point about holding teams under fifty, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. But that's also Tony Bennett basketball at its finest. It is. I mean, when 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 they don't have a go to guy like a um, uh, God, uh, Cal guy yeah. or uh, Ty Jerome or even um, God, who's the guy they had a couple of years ago? That was a good score too. I I can't remember. But either way, uh, when they don't have those guys to be there to score. Virginia is always going to rely on their defense to win games, and that's that's what they do best. I mean, that back line defense is tough. I mean, there's a reason why he's won a national championship before, and it's not because they lost to a 16 seed the year before. It's because this it's because Tony Bennett's a good coach. At the end of the day, I don't see State falling below eight. I see them. I'm with Logan. The five injuries is. I think Inju- five to seven. Injury, range they have they get a little bit inconsistent right. with shots, so they could hit a spell where they just can't make anything in a couple games and you know lose games they're not supposed to. And then if injuries start to pile up and lo- you lose a little bit of that depth, you know I could see them dropping a little bit lower than eight. But I definitely I, I think five is probably state ceiling to, to be honest. I, and the floor I think is eight. I don't see state yeah. dropping below that. Um. You know, I don't and, see them being a Tuesday in DC time no, type of team uh, no. by any means. And 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 Duke, who knows? They usually tend to prove me wrong. And like like my father said, don't ever count out Duke in any game because you know what? Every time you pull against Duke, they tend to pull it out. Like I was like, oh shit, Hosper could do this, and then bang, 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 and I was like, yep, and there there we go. With the ACC tournament being in DC. We could go to that. Tickets won't be as expensive there as they are in Greensboro. I'm not opposed to that. And I, you give me the sign, I'll do it now. Tuesday through 
Saturday because we stopped Saturday and did the Sunday bullshit. I'll book it right the now. Full, the full, uh, the full event. That would yeah. be fun. I always wanted to do the full event. That'd be right around I'll, my thirtieth birthday too. Oh uh, yeah, because and it can't, can't be. Uh, it won't be far before mine. So we could just do the old dirty thirties right there in uh, right there in DC. Hit the casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jump over to Maryland. <laughs> I do have uh I do have player points. Just so we know we can figure out some rooms there. <laughs> but to 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 wrap this up, it all of our lists are are different, which speaks to how the ACC is already. And can you imagine what it's going to be like come March when they had to play it? You know, you, you always have that team that's up there and you're like, what the hell? Last year was Pitt. It yeah, might Pitt. be Pitt again. I mean, we don't, we don't know. Clemson low-key, but they, you know, P.J. Hall and Hunter Tyson were really good last year. But but still, they, they shock a lot of people yeah. um, being that good. So you never know. You're right. The ACC, there's always one team that comes out of comes out of left field. And, Who's you know, they Florida State don't jump in the top eight? Wake Forest a couple of years ago. We didn't even talk about them either. Wake Forest. I mean, they're another one that seems to be deep. Um, They eventually will be deep. (laughs) What? (laughs) No. But um, is that Bella on the screen again? (laughs) (laughs) Or was it? Or is it Logan's a dog? One of the two. Firm. Now, we talked about doing a pick-up for the bowl game Saturday. Kenshin, do you have that up? Do you want to do that? Uh, nah, uh, well, I say let's just tweet those picks. Okay. I think, I think, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put it in the chat, and uh, we'll just tweet those picks out. I think we've talked a lot. <laughs> we've definitely lost Logan on, the, on that segment. He's a dog now, literally. <laughs> I didn't know, even know you could do these avatar things. <laughs> yeah, you're 30. I mean, yeah. <laughs> next, right. uh, next time Logan Logan's in a uh, workplace, uh, um, a Zoom call. He's gonna show up as that. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, "You got that dog in him." All right. Well, for this episode of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Cans Network, be sure to give us five stars, great review, Spotify, Apple Podcast. I'm Logan's in here with Jordan, who loves Brandon Ingram, Kenny Stats. We'll see you next time. <laughs>